Hey, welcome back to Pigeon Hockey. This is Chris and today's co-host, Sebastian. Hello, hello. And you notice we're just a goalie and a goon that have taken one too many pucks or fists to the head. And do not claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. So, uh, how goes it, Seabass? Oh, not bad. You know, just coming back from a, a 10-day vacation out east in, in Prince Edward Island. So, that was that was nice. Uh, disconnected for a while. Um kind of let go hockey for a little bit, but of course still worked on some things in the background. Uh, played some golf, which is awesome. I mean, golf there is just absolutely beautiful along the ocean. Um, just some, some great courses. And I think just being there relaxed me and I actually played some decent golf for once in my life. So nice. uh, it was nice, but you know, now we're back to the grind. Um, I feel like work is punishing me for taking time off. as It's just been so busy. <laughs> I got back and uh, you know, junior camp start next week and our camp starts the week after. So it's just kind of, boom 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 and you know and i'm gonna apologize to our listeners right now i I probably sound like i'm in a subway i'm actually just in our mostly completed nursery just waiting to put down some new flooring and then you know put up all the the furniture so i'm kind of echoey because it's kind of an empty room but uh my dining room table has become uh, work hq what about you (laughs) oh man i i can't compete with your world right now you know between coming back from pei one of the uh few places we're looking into relocating to when we we go back to canada uh you know and then you've got the new baby on the way and you've got obviously work taking over your your desk there and hockey season's coming up i can't imagine it's uh it's it's a relaxing time right now but an exciting time yeah you're not wrong i mean like i always say you, you can complain about hockey but you can't really complain about hockey at the end of the day it's fun <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it but uh, i'm looking forward to everything I mean, i'm looking forward to being a dad i think that'll be crazy uh I'm looking forward to potentially you moving to PEI. That way I have somewhere to go visit even more every time. So I can go twice a year instead of once a year now. Um, yeah, all that. But, uh, I mean, I know you you guys have been traveling like crazy and enjoying your time. What have you been up to? Uh, you know, um, we, we like I said, I think uh, listeners might recall, we uh, we got back from Norway about a week and a half ago at this point, two weeks ago. I'm not really sure. I think two weeks ago. Uh, we're about to, you know, head off again here well, we're heading off to Sweden for a couple of days and then um, coming back and then heading off to the Faroe Islands for a little while and then coming back. And yeah, I mean, if we do end up in PEI, I have a place to visit, but you might be stuck with me more long term because our, our number one, you know, kind of destination of choice right now is, uh, you know, kind of Gatineau right over there across from uh, Ottawa. And it's going to be a little bit more well, convenient to be in the, in the Gatineau, Ottawa region at the moment. Yeah, and I'll, and I'll tell you right now, like PEI is a, and I mean, I'm sure if we have listeners, they can definitely attest this. PEI is a very much slower moving uh, pace. Um, yeah. You know, go to the island and like, for example, like where we stay in most places, uh, except for like, you know, Charlottetown, which is a big spot. Uh, most places don't really open until like 12, 1230 on Sundays. So like we went to go get a few groceries as we got there uh, late Saturday. We got there late Saturday and we want to get some groceries Sunday and we got there at like 1158 and there was a lineup outside of Walmart wait for people to wait and to open at 12. So it's a much slower pace, but you know, as a, if you're looking to set down some roots and, and kind of slow down a little bit. I mean, it's, it's beautiful. can't go wrong. Um, never been there in the winter, so I can't talk about some of the terrible winters they have sometimes, but, uh, summer at least it, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's, it's why it's one of the, the locations we're considering. Uh, you know, I like the concept of PEI. I've never been there. My wife likes the concept of Vancouver. She's never been there, but she's been to PEI. I've been to Vancouver, um, and when I say Vancouver, I really mean the area around Vancouver. So it might not be Vancouver itself. 
But there's a lot of uh, spots within several hours of Vancouver that are pretty amazing. Uh, that's my number one choice. I mean, that's where I'd like to end up. But, uh, you know, you got to you got to use a little bit of logic, a little bit of a, you know, what's going to be best um, when making these decisions. And, uh, yeah, so we'll see. You know, who knows? Who knows what the future holds? I could be talking out of Copenhagen for the next five years or, you know, I could be uh, staring you down across the bar table um, in like six months. You just you just never know. So it's kind of the chaos of our lives. I don't know how many places the listeners have had to hear me record out of in the last uh, almost two years now, but uh, we don't stop moving. Perfect. I'll make sure to tell Haley in six months we might potentially have some babysitters. (laughs) you you might actually have some uh but uh you know speaking of babysitters uh well i guess as a a head coach you're definitely probably a little bit more of a babysitter there it's going to feel like certain days where you're telling your players you know what what are you doing (laughs) i'm you know i'm not your parent what are you doing here uh but you know you are now the head coach and gm of the carlton place u18 team in the heo tell our listeners a little bit more about what the HEO is and kind of how it works. Yeah, so HEO is kind of like our, our governing body. It's called the uh, Hockey Eastern Ontario. So, you know, every province, and I know like Toronto has their own, like the GTOHL, I believe, and I probably messed up the acronyms. My work acronyms, my hockey acronyms are becoming one world right now. Uh, but Hockey Eastern Ontario is kind of the governing board here. Um, so how kind of HEO works is the CCHL, which is, you know, the junior A team we've talked about, uh, like, you know, Crown Place is a team, uh, you know, Hawkesbury, all those places. So CCHL is, is part of the HEO as well. EGOHL is HEO as well. Uh, same with the Junior C League around here. Um, and it's just kind of a governing body that kind of basically holds everything together um, and, and just kind of make sure we have, you know, we follow the rules and all that kind of uh, jazz. So, I mean, in, in, at the end of the day, it's called uh, HEO U18. Um, and that's kind of like the U18, they call it like the U18 League. I'm sure there's like an, an official name for it i've never come across i just call it i just call it u18 again i, I mean I, 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 the easiest way i can describe it is the, the ho is actually kind of our, our governing body and then uh to talk about our league itself um you know a lot of the teams are part uh i wouldn't say part of the cchl um like a cchl team for example like for us like the junior a team has a u18 team and, and cornwall has the same thing and pembroke and then there's a couple teams and i would say probably most of them have and I think all of them, now that I'm thinking about it, sorry, I'm, I'm having baby brain and work brain all together right now. <laughs> uh, but I'm, 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 yeah, I'm 100%, I'm 99.9% sure every team has a CCHL affiliate. And it's kind of a, a place to have pros, young prospects go, you know, develop, and then, you know, eventually move on to, to junior or major junior. So, you know, to, to kind of answer your question with the league is, is that that's pretty much what it is. It's kind of like a, a feeder league to, to junior and major junior. And we try to develop, you know, as many young prospects as we can. So I would imagine that would basically be kind of the major goal of, of the U18 league is to develop those young prospects. Yeah. I, I think um, and it depends, right? If you talk to, like I know our owner, like is through the roof when we get guys who, who end up getting drafted major junior, like that's a great honor. And like, it's nothing like I've, I've talked to some guys who would rather have, you know, the guys go the junior A route or whatever, but um, you know, obviously we want to get, recognition and get those guys to play to the highest level they can if that's major junior that's wicked if that's junior a, that's wicked if it's junior b that's awesome and for us it's just to kind of progress them through their hockey career and kind of get them get them started you know we get them you know it's, it's u18 but we have kids that are 15 16 uh 17 like even this year i think we're our team is probably gonna be super young it's gonna be 15 16 year olds so um it, it's just kind of helping them guide them as they kind of get to those 
wouldn't say last growing pains. You know, they, they put on some size, they put on some weight, it's puberty hits and all that, but we kind of guide them to and try to help them find their game. I know for me, like our, our staff, and I've always told, told the guys this, uh, I'm not here to, to change a player. I mean, if the kid's 15 years old and he's an offensive defenseman, I'm never going to be the coach that says, you know what, I think you'd actually be better as a forward or better as a defensive defenseman. Like, that kid's been playing this style of hockey for his entire life. I'm just here to help him sharpen those tools and help him kind of make that next jump. Back a little bit more on what you were saying there, you mentioned, uh, you know, players being able to get drafted into, like, the CCHL. Is there a draft for the U18 level? Yeah, so the CCHL draft is actually how most teams get formed. Um, so mm-hmm. they have the ba- the Bantam draft. Um, so basically players from all around. And there's, uh, again, this year it's kind of my first year, and I know there's, the rules are super technical, but, like, distance, you know, how far you can draft a guy, and the, the player has to be basically basically say yes to wine. So, for example, if I draft a guy here in Carlton Place, but he's out of the East End, well, I would have to, A, one, pick him before, basically. I think, and again, people might come at me and be like, these are the wrong rules, and I'm still learning. Like, I, you know, our, our GM, who was phenomenal, just got a job as a video coach with the, you know, Manitoba Moose, and was just kind of like, hey, like, sorry, here you go. And, I mean, good for him. I'm <laughs> good so luck. happy for him. Yeah, exactly. No, but like, and he's such a good guy. He's like, hey, I'll yeah. give you my number. And when my, my number changes, like, call me anytime. Like, I'm here to help you. So I'm still learning this. Like, I'm still, I'm, I'm right now, my number and priority is to go to camp. Once you get through camp and I get my team, then, you know, I'll, I'll focus on kind of learning more of the draft process and all that. And, and obviously our GM, uh, the junior A teammate and our owner, Brent Sullivan, will kind of be part of that. And then like our scouts and all that. But anyway, so basically like, it's kind of like, I don't want to compare it to an NHL draft because I don't want people coming at me, but like it's, it's that style where basically people go out, they scout, you know, you, you make your draft picks and they've got to be certain distance and players got to agree to go if it's past certain distance. But basically you draft your team and then that team basically, those players would usually end up going and playing for your U18 AAA team. And then um, they become like a prospect for that team. Like, for example, like, I don't know, eight or nine kids or whatever it was that got drafted out playing on our team this year would then be like a junior A prospect. Uh, but again, like yeah. I said, our goal is basically trying to push them through to either junior A or major junior. So some of them do make that jump. Some of them make a jump to junior B. So it's kind of like a, a pro- they basically draft a prospect pool and that kind of forms your team for the following year. So then how does the U18 camp work? So U18 camp is exactly like it would be at junior A. So um, this year we had... Um, like for junior, you have to be 16 years or older. So some of our 16-year-old players actually went to our identification camp. So it was like junior A, junior B, and a couple of U18 players. Um, and they would just join that camp. And it's, again, same thing, just like scrimmages. And this year we did kind of like one practice, just to kind of, I wouldn't call it practice. We kind of ran them through some drills just to kind of quickly identify, you know, who the strong skaters were and who had the shots and, you know, the hockey IQ and the battle and all that kind of thing. So we did a quick hour of practice and then went into – some scrimmages and it's just like that just like every camp where you get players you create for us for example we've kind of locked our numbers at two teams so we're going to lock our numbers at two teams two full teams and we'll go and have scrimmages you know um and the coaches will be up in the stands with some coaches on the benches as well and just kind of evaluate go through the process coaches meet to chat about you know what we liked you know maybe what some players need to work on i never use the word i don't like because i used to be an absolute and i'm gonna say shitty i'm gonna just say shitty passer when i was a kid and I went to one tryout, and I remember them being like, basically, like, you suck at passing. And I took that to heart. And I like, I honestly would say probably my best asset as a player going forward after that was always just that first pass, making that stretch pass. Because I was, it, it's something that I never knew I was lacking. But once come, someone kind of showed me and told me, I was like, okay. 
So for me, it's kind of like work, you know, finding what kids need to work on. And then it's kind of kind of building a roster off that. Like we kind of have an idea of what we would like our team to look like as not as far as players, but as far as like battle, compete, you know, play with speed, you know, just kind of all those terms, I guess you want to use or, or you know, like hockey words, but we kind of built our, what we'd like our team to play like. Uh, and now we're just kind of look, going out looking for players that will fit that play style. And, and there's one thing I, I told everybody this year is, you know, I'm new. Like I coached junior B last year. Uh, I didn't coach this team. Did I have some of the kids that came up for call-ups? Absolutely we did. Does that mean I know them inside out? I do not. So those kids need to come come battle camp. And I told everyone this year, like it's a clean slate. Just because you were on the team last year doesn't mean you're going to be on the team this year. So if you're going to come into camp and be like, oh, I played a game for Coach Seb, junior B, he knows me, it's all good. And then you take a day off. Well, guess what? The player who didn't take a day off then leapfrogs you. So, you know, just to kind of round it back to, to kind of your question, U18 camp session for us, we run it just like we would run a uh, junior A camp. We want to see who can play the style we're asking for. We want to see what the player's skills are and we kind of just want to get to know the kids. And you may have answered part of this question already because uh, Carlton Place kind of has that three-tier system because last year you were in the E and any of the listeners uh, that are affiliated with the EOJHL, we don't really have any major contacts left in the E this year outside of actually the commissioner, Mark. Uh, but if anybody wants to pass along highlights out of the E this year, we have Hockey TV. Just let us know the, again, the video times or the uh, the save or the goals, and uh, we'll definitely make sure to give them some love. But you have the three-tier system there, and obviously the CCHL being the top, and you have the E, and then you got the U18s uh, within the CP system. So how does everything work for the U18s within that three-tier system? So for us, it's kind of, uh, you know, last year or two years ago, um, basically they they said to basically like any team that had a three-tier system was grandfathered in, but they basically didn't want that anymore. They can just want like a CCHL and U18 team with not a junior being between, but, oh. and I, I kind of see the reasons why they decided not to go against it or to go against it. But the way I look at it, and I mean, I've kind of been part of it, so I kind of get to see the inside and kind of guts of it, but it's to me it, it's great because some of our u18 guys who are affiliate who can be affiliated um you know get to make that jump and go play some games and it's a lot easier because you know we're we work alongside these coaches every day these coaches get to see the u18 kids so you know not only do kids get to go like for example like i know last year for us we would have some of our players go to junior a practice and then you know come back and, and do our practice and vice versa we pull up some u18 players to come to our practice and then they go to U18 practice. So one, they're getting more ice. Uh, two, they're getting exposure to kind of like that next level. Uh, and last year, actually, at the U18 level, uh, one of our players who got drafted actually to the Ottawa 67s practice and play with the junior A's. Um, so, you know, you're, you're in the same building. You're sharing the ice. You're getting to know the coaches. Um, if you make that jump, for example, if one of our players is going to make a jump to junior B next year, for example, well, they're going to get to A, already practice the team, they get to know the guys, get to know the coaches. So next year when they make that transition, it's smooth. It's not like, okay, I just graduated from U18 AAA. I need a year of junior, but I'm not quite ready for junior A. Now I've got to go find a junior B team to play on uh, for a year and hope that I can get some call-ups, you know, if they get to see me. Well, with this system, you're in-house. So even when you play a home game and the junior coaches are able to come watch, they're like, oh, okay, well, you know, this, this kid who's playing junior B is taking big steps. It's been you know, a couple months since he's been playing takes some big steps, let's call them up to junior A. So it's kind of, to me, it, it makes a little bit more sense because everything's in-house. But again, they, they kind of cancel that and kind of make grandfather the other teams in. But again, to me, that it's, it's, it's a benefit for sure. 
No, it sounds like it. And of course, I think since it's been the summer, maybe not for you since you're involved with the team and you've got a lot of prep work to do. But uh, for me, just having the podcast and stuff and, you know, trying to get into the system uh, around Scandinavia for, for different reasons. I've definitely been going through some hockey depression, so I'm definitely ready to see some hockey and just like finding any tournaments. We got the Women's Worlds coming here to Denmark, um, and I just happen to not be in Denmark during the Women's Worlds. But uh, hopefully for the, the final games, I should maybe try to make it out there. But it is, I think, four hours train ride uh, away from Copenhagen. But uh, that said, like, does the U18 team, like, do you guys compete in tournaments of any type? Yeah, so the last couple of years, from kind of my knowledge, there hadn't really been any, and I don't know if that was COVID-related or just no one really did them. But this year, actually, we're as a preseason, we're they're um, one of the one of the teams we play against, Renfrew, who have, again has a junior B, junior A, and U18 team, are hosting kind of this inaugural what they call the Valley Cottage Cup, which is kind of a preseason tournament for you know teams go in and kind of get a feel for the players and all that. Um, so we'll be doing one of those, one of those, which is it's awesome. I, um, I've always been envious of the teams who get to do these preseason tournaments. They always look fun, right? It's kind of like you're still in that summer mode. Um, it's the start of the season. You're kind of seeing what potential your team can bring to the table. Uh, so we'll be doing that one, which that one's kind of local, but it's still it's still fun. Uh, and actually, um, and I've already told my coaches, unfortunately, you know, most likely they're going to have to to help me out and bail me out. Uh, we have a tournament. Uh, I think it's called the Big Nickel, which is in Sudbury. And as soon as I saw the name, I knew it'd be in Sudbury. And it's actually a week after my wife's due date. So, um, you know, I might have my assistant coaches pull a bit more weight for me and, and go to that tournament as I may or may not be able to attend this year. But uh, it's a big step forward where they're doing an out-of-town tournament this year and going to play against teams from Toronto and all that. And I'm hoping to be on hockey TV so I can kind of still watch my team play. But I think it's, it's a great step to go up into Toronto and kind of bring what we can bring to the table as, as a city to Toronto and play against what people consider like the mecca of hockey. Yeah, I think uh, I think the hockey world would consider Toronto. Um, I, I, and actually, if there's any Toronto listeners at the moment, please just uh, you know earmuffs. There we go. Uh, yeah, they're the they're the hockey mecca. So you know it's it is what it is. We all have to accept it. All right, well, at the off. end of the day, right? <laughs> yeah. it, at the end of the day, it's just it comes down to to market size, right? I mean, yes. If, if Ottawa was double the size of the city, I'm sure you know maybe Ottawa would, would easier challenge and. Um, at the end of the day, I, I just don't think there's that much more talent. Don't get me wrong, there's big names that come out of here, but I see some of the talent sometimes in Ottawa, and I'm I'm amazed, and I can't wait for. And not that Ottawa's not on the hockey map, but I think in the future Ottawa's going to slowly climb back into kind of people going, oh, okay, like that's that's a hockey factory too. Yeah, and so you guys are going to be heading to Toronto for for a tournament like that now. Is there a like a U18 national championship that you guys like are competing for at that level? Yeah, absolutely. So basically how, I mean, for I can speak on kind of the path it would be for us. And obviously it's, it's the goal for everybody. If your goal is not to go win the national championship, what are you really doing? Like you're going to go up there just like, yeah, we're happy with just, you know, yeah. whatever. Um, yeah. So, you know, the, the path we would have to take, obviously, is we would have to win our playoffs here. And there's actually a team from Ottawa who uh, almost made their way to the national championship uh, this last year in the Nepean Raiders, where, you know, they won the league championship and then they go on to like sectionals and you basically play uh, a tournament there, kind of a round-robin tournament throughout a week. Uh, and then basically the winner of that round-robin tournament would then move on to the national championship uh, tournament, which is called the Tales Cup. Um, and obviously that's kind of the goal for every team, like I just said. And, um, 
yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, it'd be it'd be absolutely awesome to win one, and that's gonna be our goal this year too. Aiming for a championship is like if they didn't have a championship, and I wasn't sure. I mean, uh, I haven't really watched that level. The states definitely have their own internal like state championships. So it's good because if you don't have that to aim for, you know, it's just like you're playing games for development and there's no uh, – it, it definitely builds camaraderie and, and gives everyone on the team and everyone within the organization, you know, that that's something to aim for. Again, I mean, it's not that, you know, it's national championship or bust. I mean, at the end of the day, our goal is to develop these players, get drafted major junior or make the jump to, to junior hockey. But, you know, like you said, if there wasn't a championship, everyone would just kind of be playing – Everyone at the end of the day wants to be, you know, the, the last team standing. And I'm actually kind of looking forward to kind of being, as I'm going to call it, you know, the battle for the, the, the telescope. I'm not saying that we're going to be there. But I'm just saying, you know, playing through our season and trying to, you know, be the champions of our season to be able to move on. I see a ton of fun of it. And it reminds me back in the day when I played minor hockey and you're just kind of, you know, you're playing for your area and then you want to move on to the next. So uh, I'm excited about it and I hope my players are too. No, and it'll be exciting to watch all season because, uh, I, if I'm right, you guys are on hockey TV. Uh, so we are, we are, but unfortunately, there's never any commentary, so um, might want to play some music. That's uh, all right. I listen to the rink noises uh, during a lot of those games that don't have commentators. Um, but yeah, uh, eh, you know, it, it is what it is, and it's 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 still going to be exciting to watch it and to just see the talent that's going to be at that region of the HEO uh, for the U18. So I, I think it'll be exciting. And, uh, you know, we'll all be rooting for y'all to go for the national championship. And, uh, you know, we'll be watching along the way and, and definitely talking about it. We've already kind of discussed on and off the air, you know, with the changes and everything that's coming. So I'll definitely still be, be here as much as possible. So I'm sure we'll uh, we'll chat about the progress and, and kind of how, how things are going throughout the year. Yeah. And, you know, we'll be we'll have you on again, maybe not as often as, as we'd like, but, you know, we have co-hosts Michelle, we have Ben, we have Stefan. Uh, Steve has been making a slow comeback. Uh, if, if listeners heard a recent episode with Steve, we, we've got a, a wide variety. So we're, I'm not going to be pinging you too heavy over WhatsApp. Oh, I still will. But, you know, I'll, I'll try to make you feel bad. You know, but, oh, now you're so important. You're a dad, you're head coach, you're GM. Oh, I have to work. OK, whatever. But. I'll do my due diligence to, to text you at three o'clock in the morning and be like, hey, episode idea. So <laughs> that's a, that's what we'll do here. But uh, you probably actually got to get back to work here. So this is probably a great place to wrap it up. But we want to thank all of you listeners for tuning in. Be sure to reach out if you're in the junior or collegiate hockey world and you wish to get on a future podcast. Also, follow us on Twitter at PHH Official to let us know what you think. This was the Pigeon Hockey Podcast with Chris and Sebastian. As always, thanks for listening. And remember, listeners, always clear your crease.